Welcome to episode 45 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Oh my God, 45. <laughs> We're in here. We're in here. Um, I just want to make sure I not acknowledge all our sponsors. We have a new sponsor um, this, this week, um, Nisha Star uh, Aesthetics. Um, she is a Brooklyn-based esthetician who specializes in facials, body care, massages, right here and based in Brooklyn. She's amazing. She does amazing work. She does lashes. She does brows. She does everything. I'll actually make sure I put all of her contact information in our show notes, and you can reach out to her to schedule your beauty consulting appointment. Um, I also got to acknowledge 620 Style, which is another one of our sponsors. Um, I'll also have all of her information in the show notes, but she is a fashion luxury brand. Um, very, very um, well made and separate. She is the queen of the flare pant. And of course, last but not least, the Black Fashion Closet, which their second season of their podcast just dropped on the 30th. Make sure you tune in. That is actually presented by Flat, the Black Fashion Closet. So let's jump on in. Today I have Shauna Carr with me. Say hi, Shauna. Hi, hey everybody. So glad that you could join me. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Shauna, and then we're going to jump right in. So Shauna is the creator of Fresh Kid Nation, a fashion blog started in 2012. Her passion for fashion started when she attended the fashion industries high school as a teenager. She has a BFA from Syracuse University and a master's degree from Turo College. She has 15 years of experience as a seamstress, fashion editorial assistant, and costume designer. Fresh Kid Nation provides media coverage of children's fashion shows in New York, Miami, Atlanta, and London, as well as trade shows and community events. Fresh Kid Nation is a feed spot, top 30 kids fashion RSS feed. So thank you so much for joining. This is great. All right, and I mean, I want, this is your son. Yep. Let's this introduce him. Hey guys, <laughs> my name is Michael, but most people call me MJ. All right, all right, MJ, I'm glad you could join. I think this is the first time I've had a kid on. <laughs> So cool. First, so yeah, we'll make sure we stay appropriate at all times. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what was, I guess, the fuel and the series of events and inspiration that led you to create it? Yes, so I have the original Fresh Kid, MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, when I became a new mom, I was living in the Bronx at the time, mm-hmm. and I was so excited. I said, oh, I can't wait to be a new mom. How am I going to dress my kid? What's the latest stroller that I need? Um, and then I looked online. I mean, mm-hmm. this is back in 2009. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't much about kids' fashion online. And I was like, wait, where are the kid fashion blogs? And mm-hmm. I found them, but they didn't have kids that looked like him or that was even from, like, the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, somebody doesn't have a fashion blog? What if I make a kid's fashion blog? Okay. <laughs> um and then I just sat and thought about it for about two or three weeks. I mean, by this time, MJ was already probably two or three years old, mm-hmm. and he had done some modeling as a baby. Um, and I was like, how can I um, chronologue this, and how can I turn it into something for other moms and dads mm-hmm. um, from similar background, but just more of a unique perspective, right? Gotcha. Everyone loves Baby Gap, Old Navy. We know those staple brands like Carter's. But I was like, 
I'm from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We're living in the Bronx. We have a whole different swag where we're from. Right. Where are those up and coming designers? Where's the baby and kid streetwear? So Fresh Kid Nation came out of that, right? Thank Celebrating you. the unique style of the freshest kids on the planet. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what would you say was your big, biggest struggle when you first started out? Um, my biggest struggle when I first started was how to fund Fresh Kid Nation. Mm-hmm. So I was a stay-at-home mom for two years, and I would freelance on the side doing some costume stuff, some wardrobe stuff. I mean, I worked for the Census Bureau. Wherever I can get my funds from, I got. So I said, okay, I got to start this website. I got to get a domain name. I need a logo. How do I get the $100, $200 to even start this? Mm-hmm. Um, Using a platform like WordPress when it first started out was very helpful. It was very affordable at the time. I mean, now their prices are totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> yes. I bought the domain name. It only cost me like 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. And my sister is a graphic designer. Oh, nice. So she came up with this logo. I gave her the idea. You know, I'm an artist as well, but I never got into... Um, the, the graphic, graphic side, side. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> so my sister designed it on the first time. The first design that she sent, it was perfect. So we have a little Afro kid with his glasses. Yeah. And that was free. Thank you. She charges now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I just put it up there and just started posting photos that I took with my little BlackBerry cell phone back then. And I would also um, look online and take photos that I saw that were really good that I could use. And I just started blogging for a year. It didn't cost much to start up. And then it just got bigger and bigger as time passed. Nice. Mm-hmm. Would you say um, once it got bigger, you needed to um, reach out like more help with yeah. it? And like, uh, I guess like that whole like creating content yes. thing is struggle. So how, how do you go, well, how, back then, mm-hmm. what did you do? And I guess what's different about what the way you're doing it now? Yeah. So it was good back then because I had more time. Like I mm-hmm. said, I would stay at home. I was freelancing. I was able to go to all these events. And I would ask people. I would just hit up Petite Parade and say, hey, can I come to your event? I'm a mommy blogger. And they were all about it. Um, children's Club, hey, can I come to your trade show? Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I've been rocking with those um, companies for years and have been warm and inviting and I would have my sidekick MJ and he was the showstopper back then with the outfits mm-hmm. and his dance moves and then we got to network and meet more mommy bloggers and designers everyone wanted to be featured on the blog mm-hmm. so um, when I went to grad school I took some time off came back and in like 2016, that's when it got really, really big. I knew I was on to something. So what I ended up doing was just asking other moms, like, hey, do you want to go to this kid's fashion show? You have a cell phone that takes good photos? Mm-hmm. Hey, you could take my ticket. So a lot of my mommy bloggers, I love them all. They volunteer their time and they nice. go to events in their own cities. Mm-hmm. And they send me a few photos. Um, Sometimes we'll just ask photographers. I'll meet every photographer and they'll share their photos because they want their content shared too. Mm -hmm. And I've just been really lucky to work and collaborate with some of the best kids, fashion designers around the world. You know, they'll just reach out. Shada, I have some things from uh, Pity Bimbo. Mm -hmm. Do you want to use those photos? I'll have photographers from London send things over, photographers from the Netherlands. I mean, Never in a million years could I imagine 
making all these friends from around the world. That's amazing. Do you find that like in the blogger world that is um, extremely profitable or does it take a little time to even get there as far as like making it make money? Yeah, I would definitely say it could be profitable, but if you're not in it and you haven't been in it, it's hard now in 2020. You know, the blogger scene really blew up. Yeah. I would say in the mid 2000s. And I didn't know how to make money off of it. I just knew I needed to have advertisements and WordPress denied my ad account. Oh. <laughs> they denied it, it took three years. I guess, sorry, no. Like, really? What do I do now, yep. Okay. So like, what do I do now? They told me I didn't have enough traffic. So then I got into using Instagram as my main platform. Okay. And then I thought, well, how do I monetize this, right? How do I pay my bloggers? Like they have to travel, I have to travel. I have camera, I have equipment. So that's how I started doing behind the scenes, a kids fashion event. And then producing those events where it can generate some sort of income and all of it goes right back into the blog, like 100%. Um, I don't take any profit at all. Like if you send me a free outfit for my son, I love you to death. (laughs) But you know, everything goes back into running the blog, paying for the website hosting, putting on the events. So. I'm on to something. The next phase is now, um, I don't know if I should say it now, but. Girl, you want to debut? Go ahead, girl, debut. Um, 2020, finally launching the e-boutique mm-hmm. online. It took me about 10 years to officially sit down and launch this kid's fashion collection. Mm-hmm. So I do have a strong fashion background. I just had to be in the right headspace for it. Mm-hmm. So last year, we started with, like, with a soft launch, just selling um, accessories and T-shirts like these. Hey, now, um, promo. Yeah, promo. Finding mm-hmm. a good designer, mm-hmm. um, Fresh Kid Nation buttons, uh, hats, finding quality items. That's mm-hmm. my big thing. I'm all about quality. And it's so cool because I brought you some things today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like a little neon hats. Cute. Like just good quality stuff, nice. and you're gonna love, love my colors. Of course, like a fresh kid nation button. Love, okay. And those all are right on them. from Etsy. <laughs> we found a great person to do that, nice. but it takes a so lot nice. of time oh, to you. source materials and just make sure everything is top top quality. This is really nice. Yes. Thank you. So finally, it's happening um, before the holidays. That's the next phase. Um, okay. I'm, Fingers crossed, I can get to Los Angeles and meet one-on-one with a couple of vendors there. Nice, mm-hmm. okay. So have you always enjoyed being the model, MJ, or how has it been, how has the experience been for you? Well, it's been kind of fun. Well, for the past, like, uh, six years. Mm-hmm. I used to, used to go to fashion shows and stuff, and usually it's dance, and uh, have fun. Okay, all right. Sometimes, yeah, I feel like at certain ages, kids, they don't want to work for mama yeah. and do the stuff. That's why I'm like, has it been fun? Have you been annoyed? And like, I don't want to do this, mom. Like, how do you feel about it now? Kind of phasing out, right? It feels kind of filler. Filler? Yeah. Yeah. It just uses my time. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly you never have a dull moment then. I mean, you're always busy. It's busy. <laughs> All the time. That's what's up. Okay. So would you say um, design-wise, like, you are, you know, getting into a space where, like, you're going to, like, create looks, like, from scratch? And how does that design process kind of look for you? So I would definitely say the Fresh Kid Nation shop, you know, of course, we're going to work with the best wholesalers and vendors to Mm -hmm. provide the accessories and the T-shirts. And um, 
the idea that I had in mind is that every month there's a curated collection mm-hmm. where um, I'm designing looks from scratch. So that's the point of going to Los Angeles because they have the best manufacturers there. They have some here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they have some here. Yeah. But LA does have like a, a, a good good amount of like ray manufacturing stuff like that. I'm actually mm-hmm. going at the end of the month, but awesome. I do all of my manufacturing here in New York that's for awesome. like all my clients and stuff. So, that's but so it's cool. a big, it's a big, I would say there's pretty big market here too for yes. it as oh, well. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the point about 10 years ago, he was really young. I was designing a Fresh Kid Nation clothing line. Like, mm-hmm. I was making the tutus from scratch, the shirts, the dresses. So mm-hmm. um, by nature, I'm a seamstress and tailor. I was a bridal tailor, uh, crafter. And it was just so much time hand making all the items. And I'm pretty fast. Like I can sew up coats, jackets, but I had to use my time more wisely. I wanted Absolutely. to spend more time with my family. Um, so I definitely see myself working with manufacturers, designing some staple pieces, and then working with wholesalers to offer um, looks. Yeah, so they have like you have collection. a book assortment, like a big yeah. variety for sure. Yeah, definitely okay. curated collection. I'm hoping to collaborate with some influential kids mm-hmm. who want to curate their own looks um, once a month, and just having like the best possible items for kids. Gotcha. So now, what does like a day in the life look for like you? How's your, what do you do on a day to day? Check out a lot going on. Favorite question to answer. Someone once told me Jay Z and Beyonce have the same amount of hours in a day that we have. Absolutely. How do they use it? I said like, yes, they do, but they probably have like ten assistants. Mm-hmm. So you know, of course, I have a full time job. I teach dance full time, which amazing. is amazing. Uh, MJ is one of my students. He attends um, the charter school that I work at. So we're mostly there I would say 10 hours a day and then when I have a break or prep I'm on my phone doing Instagram updating the website sometimes I'll do some phone calls in the middle of the day on my lunch break Um, a lot of my students they are aware of Fresh Kid Nation they're always following my Instagram page Um, when I'm not on the phone or texting or messaging I also have um, a tutoring business that I Mm co-own and I'm tutoring I would say three days a week okay um and then when I'm not tutoring I'm running Fresh Kid Nation grab that for me Mike yeah thank you oops so my whole day I mean our schedule is crazy 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 busy then MJ he acts um once in a while he'll do some acting on the side or modeling and what else he's in karate he's a brown belt he just started swimming again and I feel like we're always working. <laughs> we're always working. Sundays, I would say, is my least busy day where mm-hmm. I can just so sit and have family time. Okay. Not including, we like to go on vacations. Right. <laughs> and I prioritize that, you know, minimum two to three a year. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. And the great thing about teaching is you have like, a decent amount of vacation time. Right. Yep. I got That's summers. Amazing. I got spring break. So I use that time specifically for myself. Like, okay. I'm working on my businesses. I'm traveling. Um, this break, we have a break coming up, right, MJ? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right after Mid-winter Valentine's Day. Break. Yes, that's all for creating content for Fresh Canation. We have mm-hmm. a casting call coming oh, up. Nice. And what else are we doing in that break? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to we're going to oh, the Nickelodeon Resorts. 
Yeah, we're going to the Poconos or Jersey, one of those places. Nice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the way I guess kids fashion week. I would assume this is slightly different from yeah. like your typical like New York fashion week. Like, well, yes. you know, tell me about like some of your experiences there. Cool. So there's fashion week everywhere around the world, right? And now with the kids market getting a little bit bigger and bigger, there's a quote unquote kids fashion week. So basically, um, designers will have their children's collection shown. In New York, um, I would say we have the most kids' fashion shows here. Okay. There's always a kids' fashion event somewhere in New York. It don't even have to be Fashion Week. We having a fashion show, we having a fashion show. Um, the biggest ones I've been to, I would say, is Petite Parade. Mm -hmm. now, I don't know if they do show, shows anymore, but back in the day, those were big sponsored shows, like filled with celebrities. I mean, Heidi Klum. I remember one show we went, that's a show you were dancing at, and they took your photo. Um, it was P. Diddy was there. And he just oh, walks nice. in, and he just sits down, and he's like three feet away from me. His daughters were in the show. Um, it was amazing. Like, there was cupcakes and sponsors and hands-on workshops. Then in London, my friend Amanda Raybor from Asasi, she has her own fashion show called Mini Mode that's coming up in about two weeks. And we have a blogger going there. Spectacular. I went for the first time mm -hmm. last September. London fashion is way different from what we have here in the States. It's more appreciated as an art. And that fashion show was so well put together. It's beautiful. The quality of designers, the children were so professional and lovely. And everybody just greeted me so warmly. And in the UK, people were taking selfies with me. I was like, oh, I'm just a regular person. Mm, um, but they humble. really put on, <laughs> yes, a quality type of fashion show. Then you'll have um, shows that are a little more smaller. And independent designers will put those on. You'll have some shows in like Jersey. Brooklyn is becoming the hot spot. Brooklyn has its own fashion week. Right. I yeah. know my friends at Zayam, shout out to you guys. They put a collection on there. And what else? Are there any shows coming up in New York? There, oh, um, Golden Threat Society, a nonprofit, they're doing a teen fashion event. I'm sponsoring that. Nice. That's coming up on February 22nd with Ron Suno. He sings a song, Pinocchio. Okay. Um, and then we don't have any events coming up, so I don't have my behind-the-scenes event um, until the summertime in New York. I'm trying gotcha. to get the L.A. one off to start the season. Gotcha. Yeah. So what would you say, like, well, I guess, what is your opinion? I feel like there's always, like, back and forth like online with like kids clothing like yeah. whether it be like um some of these parents are not allowing some of their children to just be kids they're uh -huh. actually trying to dress them and make clothing that something adults would yes. wear but make it close so what are your thoughts and feelings when it comes to that so it's very interesting like i said i have a background in costume design and fashion i took a lot of fashion history classes um so children's wear evolved in the 1930s right maybe a little earlier or less, give or take. Before that, kids dressed like adults. They were dressed in mini pinafores and a little button up. It was just a smaller version of it. Mm -hmm. Even as far as like um, clothing for boys and girls that didn't exist until the um, 80s, early 80s. Okay. So kids fashion was just whatever the adult wore, the kid wore. 
And then it became a whole industry in, I would say, about the 80s. You saw a children's wear industry evolved. So when I see kids dress, quote, unquote, like adults, I'm like, well, it's history repeating itself. Right. That's how it was for thousands of years. Um, I do think there's like a thin line of what kids should be wearing and what they shouldn't be wearing. I mean, I'm a mom and I only have a son. If I had a daughter, I would be dressing her like me, of course, but we're not walking around wearing matching crop tops. Right. Um, and it's just how you want the world to see your child at the end of the day. Right. You know, like I'm not never going to tell anybody what to put on their child. It's just, is your child comfortable and does your child feel safe in that outfit? MJ, I'm sure there were some things I made you wear that you didn't like to wear. Do you remember what it was? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's older now. He's almost 11. Your birthday's next week. And he picks out what he wants now. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess, what. so what age did, you, like, you get to that point where, like, you completely stop, like, um, dressing him and letting him, like, dress himself? Oh, I still dress. Don't I still dress you? I feel like me and Dad have the final say. He says sometimes he has good taste. Okay. Yeah. Got like, it from you. He has a really good taste. Um, he used to dress fancy. When you were little, you used to dress fancy, right? Yeah. So what do you like to wear now? <laughs> you know what brands you like, right? Yeah. Sports brands. Mm-hmm. Sports, sports brands. clothes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so a lot of active wear in both of our closets. And MJ likes Nike. That's his favorite. Of course. And, you know, he wears men's sizes. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, Nike it is. Right. Like <laughs> From the clearance rack at Marshall's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I have another segment. It's called, it's called It's a Cess or It's a Disaster. Mm-hmm. Those segments are, of course, um, sponsored by 620 Style, the Black Fashion Closet, as well as Nisha Star Aesthetics. So the point of the segment is something that went wrong that you learned from the experience and it may have like altered like your business structure. Wow. So something that may have happened just like in your your journey, like in your entrepreneurship world, anything that happened in particular where you was like, oh, wow, that was terrible. But I learned a lesson from it. For sure. um, I got two things that went really, really wrong. Okay. The first thing is short. So when I went to grad school, I let my domain name expired and I didn't think anybody would buy it up. One month later, someone bought freshkidnation.com and I reached out to that person and they were trying to charge me $1,000 to buy it back. And it's crazy. I have the screenshots of the email. I saved it and I like to look at it to remind myself, like, you need to prioritize things in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually I got it back because the person forgot about it and let it go back out into the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. That was huge. It was freshkidnation.net and I didn't like it. It was awful. Mm-hmm. I did that for like a year. Okay. Um, then I restructured the blog, lesson learned. Um, last year I started taking behind the scenes um, outside New York and the cities were Miami, London, and was there another city? No, it was just Miami and London. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah you went to Miami, you went to London. So with the London event, it was awesome because I partnered with my friend Romaine at Junior Style and mm-hmm. I had somebody there in the UK and I had a lot of really, really good friends in London. 
and they were promoting for me and telling me about spaces. Miami, I know no one. I just know I've been to Miami a couple of times. And my best friend lived in West Palm. So I was like, all right, we're cool. And we're promoting Miami and we're booking the guest. And we sold two tickets, MJ, three tickets. I threw a couple more. Five. We didn't sell out at all. And that was so devastating. Mm -hmm. So the two weeks before the event, I was just giving tickets away. I was like, I don't even care. I just want people to show up. And I'm giving away tickets and I'm reaching out to bloggers and I'm looking through Instagram, just finding people based in Miami. I'm calling my friends like nobody's buying tickets. Um, Yeah, so we sold like five tickets and we took uh, pay loss from that event Mm -hmm. it was a lesson learned um when i'm taking this event out the city i need to collaborate with the designers the photographers the magazines um who are established in that city and just partnering with them instead of trying to just like do it it myself yep makes sense doing that in la looking for a established blogger or fashion magazine or designer in los angeles yeah we have the the blueprint for behind the scenes is something that I created. I have the blueprint, and I pretty much have done 80% of all the work. Well, tell me a little bit more about Behind the Scenes. Yeah. So Behind the Scenes is um, one of the few kids' fashion meetups okay. um, around the world, and it's for networking. It's for bloggers to meet up with the kid models, the designers. Everyone comes together, and kids learn about the fashion industry, and they learn about careers besides modeling, because every kid doesn't want to be a model, right? This is true. Yeah. Um, There are kids who, like, maybe want to run their own business or be a photographer or be a stylist, or there are kids who just want to create things. So that's where the hands-on workshop portion comes with behind the scenes. Like, if you come to one of our events, there's always something for kids to do. It's kid-friendly. I always find a space that's safe. I'm like, I hope you don't mind. There's going to be 30 kids just running around. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always food and snacks, and there's always gift bags. And they've become so powerful. Everyone leaves in great spirits. I know I feel really good after I produce an event. I'm on to my fifth event, I believe. Fifth, number five. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So tell me, is the, do you feel like um, it's hard to break into like the fashion industry as a black kids wear designer? Do you find that there is not as many um, out there, or do you find that that it's just like like hard to get into? So I, it's very in, interesting because I started in the fashion industry when I was only fourteen years old. Um, there was a woman, Miss Patty Carpenter. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She was a part of our mentoring program. And she's an African-American woman, and she brought me in as an intern at the company that she was a head designer for. Nice. So that made a huge impact on my life, um, having a mentor like that. is trusting me at only 14. She brought me in, and I was my first foray with the fashion industry. You know, I would say it was pretty diverse even back then. Um, I was impressed that Miss Patty Carpenter has such a high position at an established brand. She's and, black. Yes, she's amazing. African, yep, yep. And she's still in the fashion industry. And was by me going to that high school, I met like Lloyd Boston. I met Kenneth Cole. And I would say, from my perspective, it was very diverse. I mean, this is 20 years ago. Now, with the internet and how we get things created, anybody could be a fashion designer. 
in my opinion, you don't have to go to fashion school. You should. <laughs> you should do your research. Anybody could launch a collection if you have the time, energy, and funds to do that. As a person of color, you know, I'm African American. MJ's African American, and his dad is Caribbean. And I gotta say, like, American culture is based off of what's out in hip hop, right? Okay. Right, and hip hop is predominantly African American, right. and that's the influence. New York is the epicenter of fashion around the world. New York sets the trends. New York is the most diverse city in the entire world. Um, and as a young African American designer, I find it refreshing to meet other designers who probably wouldn't have had the chance if they lived somewhere else. Um, a lot of my friends are in the fashion industry or was, and there's definitely racism. Of um, quick blurb, there was a very, 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 very famous designer, very famous, and at a holiday party, he's like, all right, my N-words, and this person was not black. Oh, and wow. can you imagine, I mean, my friend, my best friend, Dorena, she has so many stories about <laughs> Um, the fashion industry because mm -hmm. she's worked everywhere and for everyone. Um, there are other designers and stylists that I've met over the year who's told me like just horror stories about mm -hmm. what happened with models and young women are able to have their hair done because nobody knows how to work with black hair. So mm -hmm. we have we still have some ways to go. It's gotten better, but we have ways to go. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely for sure. I know that I've been, yeah. I've worked in the industry quite mm -hmm. a bit and I'm always usually like the only black girl in the organizations. Yeah. I'm done with it now I'm just me and my entrepreneurship yes. role just gonna be just gonna stick it right there <laughs> and leave it there for sure so what is next for Fresh Kid Nation okay what's next finally getting over to LA um, it's happening for real officially and I can't wait to go visit again it'll be my second trip to the West Coast I went earlier this year and um, behind the scenes is coming back so LA is gonna be the first city of course New York and I'm thinking about bringing it again to London and also, fingers crossed, we can get it to Madrid. Um, and then the online boutique will launch before the holidays. I'm taking my time, I'm not rushing. I mean, it's been 10 years already. What's another 10 months? Right. And that's where Fresh Canation is. I'm moving away from myself personally going to every single event. I don't have to be at every event. So if you're a mom in a city that has a kids' fashion scene, just reach out, DM me, email That was my me. next question. Like, yep. how does someone become, like, a contributor yep. or a writer? Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you just DM me. I send you a link. You fill it out. And then we'll start finding events in your city for you to go to. Gotcha. Okay. And I know it's not necessarily fashion-related, mm -hmm. but, like, a little, what's next, like, for your tutoring? Yes. Give me one second. No problem. <coughs> It's cold and flu season in New York. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I have a tutoring company called Black Girl Tutors, and we launched three years ago. And we're expanding. We're hiring. So if you want to tutor, come and join us. Does it, um, what are the subject fields? <coughs> um, ELA and math. <coughs> oh, girl. Cold and flu season. <laughs> um, ELA and math, grades K through nine. Okay, perfect. Okay. Yep. So what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment um besides being mj's mom i would say just <clears throat> excuse me um biggest accomplishment having mj 
college graduate, first in my family. Amazing. I would say definitely just have an opportunity to share my story with everyone and being featured in platforms like NBC News. Nice. And that was twice. NBC News was twice, right? Yeah, because he was on NBC News as well nice. with me. We did that twice. I've been featured in Voyage Atlanta, um, USA Today. I was also featured on a Facebook ad. It's still out and circulating. I believe it's playing on the Super Bowl tonight, which is crazy. Amazing. I'll be on the lookout for it. I'll <laughs> yes. be watching. Um, I was featured there as um, a black educator who rocks. And just all the opportunities that people give me to share my story and to share my mission and talk about my business is just unheard of. You know, I think about my grandfather and my great-grandparents and my great-great-grandparents. I think about them being sharecroppers and what they have to go through. And they did all that just so I can literally be free and make an impact on the world. Amazing. Um, that's my biggest accomplishment. Um, I also volunteer. I got to plug the... <laughs> My dance company that I volunteer for, House of the Roses, I've been with them, I believe it's three or four years, and I volunteer in my neighborhood. I teach dance to children who live in homeless shelters, and that's also a wonderful opportunity. It's it's changed my life, just seeing Mm -hmm. the joy, you know, working with the kids and dancing with them. I really, really enjoy it, and I want to continue doing that. Once behind the scenes starts getting more profitable, Mm-hmm. I'm going to start um, giving back to those organizations, like gotcha. sending a portion of proceeds to that um, House of the Roses, places like, not places, companies like Golden Thread Society, those all great nonprofits mm-hmm. that I've had the opportunity to work with. Nice. Mm-hmm. I come to find that a lot of people that do design mm-hmm. always dance or yeah. in the dance field <laughs> art, yeah. and can cook. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like it's almost like a, a professional homemaker. That's like, so I can funny. cook, I can sew, I can yeah. make clothes. I can cook pretty good, right? Yeah. I can cook. What's yeah. your favorite dish that I make? Um, I haven't cooked in a while, but when I do cook. You do cook. Yeah, mac, my mac and cheese is good. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I make pastry. Oh, yeah, I do. Like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I know that for me, I want to teach, so mm-hmm. I'll definitely be reaching out yep. to you on Twitter. I actually just interviewed for a position at Williamsburg Charter School. Oh, cool. Um, for art teacher. And That's I was so like, cool. oh, I want to be on the dance side, too. Like, yeah. you know, um, teach and cheerleading. So I would love to do all that. That's, That's like amazing. my love. So I would definitely be reaching out to you for that. Mm-hmm. And then. I would love to volunteer for the dancing too. Oh, like yeah. that would be like amazing. We need more volunteers. House of the Roses. House of the um, Roses. Based in New York City, all five boroughs. Not no, four boroughs, not Staten Island, but we have oh, sites. They're always around. left out. Yes, <laughs> and we're always looking for volunteers. You don't have to have any dance experience to volunteer. Okay, amazing. All right. So if you just want to throw out like your Instagram handles, it'll be in the show notes too. But like mm-hmm. if you just want to throw them out there so people can follow you. Yeah. So, uh, of course, it's FreshKidNation.com, FreshKidNation on Instagram, FreshKidNationStyle blog, because someone took FreshKidNation off Facebook. Don't know why. <laughs> they don't even use it. <laughs> and then Twitter, FreshKidNation, and just follow us. My personal is Brooklyn Shauna. If you go to FreshKidNation's page, you can just see me tagged on a few posts. MJ, you know your Instagram name? Um, MJ the Dancer. Yep, you can follow him. He just got a call back for BuzzFeed. Fingers nice. crossed he gets that. Um, what else, MJ? Is that everything? 
Yeah, right. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And guys, be on this lookout for this episode. You'll actually get the audio and the video on Wednesday. So as I always like to say, stay black and peace out.